This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, I lived in New York City and Manhattan all my life, okay? So, you know, my views are a little bit different than if I lived in Iowa, perhaps. I am pro-choice in every respect and as far as it goes. I am pro-life. Everybody knows I'm pro-life. But you still, I just believe in choice. There has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah. I've been told by some people that was a older line answer. Welcome to Trumpcast, the show about the man whose first skyscraper was described by the American Institute of Architects Guide as an utter and inexcusable outrage. I'm Jacob Weisberg. So according to the latest CNN poll, Hillary Clinton leads Donald Trump 54 to 41 percent. And my reaction to that was, who on earth are the 41 percent of Americans who think it would be a good idea for Donald Trump to be president? I don't want to dismiss these people and their concerns, however much I might disagree with their choice. And earlier this week, I got an email from a member of that 41%, a listener named Jan Jennings, who lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He said he enjoyed the comedy we've been doing, but wanted to explain to me why he was supporting Donald Trump. His reasons were interesting, and I really appreciated that he sent me such a friendly and thoughtful letter. I liked it so much that I wrote back and invited him to come on the show. I'll be back with Jan Jennings in a few minutes. But first, let's do the tweets. The protesters in California were thugs and criminals. Many are professionals. They should be dealt with strongly by law enforcement. At Karl Rove is a failed Jeb Bush. Never says anything good and never will, even after I beat Hillary. Shouldn't be on the air. 
crooked Hillary Clinton said she's used to dealing with men who get off the reservation. Actually, she's done poorly with such men. I would rather run against crooked Hillary Clinton than Bernie Sanders, and that will happen because the books are cooked against Bernie. My guest today is Jan Jennings. He's the vice president of Jennings Service Company in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Jan, thanks for joining me today on Trumpcast. Hey, nice to be here. I want to start just by reading a little introduction to your letter, if that's okay. You said, the reason I'm emailing you is because I feel that the media, your podcast included, lumps me as a Trump supporter in with a few small but loud factions of his support, like the KKK, racist, white supremacist, etc. I think of myself as a fairly normal, level-headed person. I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm a Trump supporter. So, Jan, tell us a little more about yourself. Tell, tell us about your business, and tell me why you support Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. I run a, a mechanical contracting firm. We do plumbing and air conditioning installations and commercial construction. Contractors, people like us, you know, we, we got hurt real bad when the recession came. A lot of us had to uh, dig off pretty deep into bank lines, lines of credit, and, and things like that. And, you know, the banks, they got a bailout. The government seemed to support them, and, and none of us did. And we're we're still struggling from that. And uh, margins on construction projects haven't gone up. Labor wages haven't gone up. Uh, our guys are barely able to survive, the guys that work for us in the field. And, and we just kind of feel like the government's left us behind. I do, at least. Jen, I took away from your letter that you were really angry about the the bailout after the financial crisis. How do you think Trump would have dealt with that same situation? Would he have had an alternative to bailing out the banks? I don't don't know if he'd have had an alternative or not, but I think he would have recognized the position of leverage that the government was in and been able to get a lot more oversight out of the whole situation. And and, uh, maybe if he had to bail them out for the greater good, then he might have still done it. But being a, a developer himself, I think he had just been conscientious of the the average American as well. You wrote in your letter that when Trump got in in trouble in the in the 80s, got overextended, he basically was able to tell the banks to stick it, and he survived and was still a wealthy person. And you feel like, of course, you couldn't do that. Well, I, I couldn't do that. I I don't have uh, I haven't had as many successful projects as he's had before. He got to that position, and he was able to set his business up where uh, each deal was its own entity so he could bankrupt a portion of his enterprise without dealing with the whole thing. And and most people aren't in that position, but we certainly would like to be. I'd love to be able to, (laughs) when when a particular project goes bad, I'd love to be able to bankrupt that one project and still keep my business, but I can't do it. I have to take the loss. So. You know, I kind of envy that. I can I can understand why you envy it, but when you think about it, though, didn't Trump bought a lot of things he couldn't afford with someone else's money? I mean, he bought a, an airline, the Eastern Shuttle. He bought casino in Atlantic City. He built buildings. And then when he couldn't pay the bills, he said to the bank, you're out of luck because if, if I go into bankruptcy, you're going to get pennies on the dollar. So he worked something out with him. I, I understand why you, you would love to be in that position in relation to the banks yourself as a businessman, but why is that admirable as someone who, say, is going to be running national finance? Well, you know, to think about it in a way that he, he spent money he couldn't afford to spend, I think he made some investments and, and thought they were going to go better than they did. And when he got in that situation, 
he did what was best for him and his personal economy at the time. So if he's doing that sort of decision for the, on a national level, making those sort of decisions on a national level, I mean, I'd rather see us do uh, make the hard choice but the right choice as a country than instead of the, the easy choice and the wrong choice, you know? So talk to me about why you think some of Trump's other policies would be good for you, good for your business. Well, Trump talks a lot about bringing manufacturing jobs back to the states, which I think would be absolutely fantastic for the construction industry. Uh, a lot of plants that are closed now may open back up or may, maybe new plants will get built, which is a direct benefit. Um, and then communities that have um, deteriorated because of lost jobs, they would get back to growing and get back to thriving, and that'd bring developments in, new construction developments. And that'd be more more people working in the construction industry, which would uh, raise margins, uh, it'd raise labor rates. The guys working in the field could, you know, they could actually earn a living again. Uh, so that that's a good thing. I think getting in control, getting in control of illegal immigration uh, will also help that. I, I don't. I do support immigration, but I don't support illegal immigration. Uh, I'm not sure that building a wall is the absolute best thing, but it, it does. It is a serious issue, and it drives wages down across the country. I see it happen firsthand. So, Jen, you describe yourself as a Christian and a good good citizen. Tell me what does and doesn't appeal to you about Trump personally. Um. Well, the the things that don't appeal to me. I mean, he is a little radical and a little brash for some of the things he says. Uh, you know, I, I think the the building a wall, the what are we going to do? Build a wall? Who's going to pay for it? That's hilarious and gets people fucked up. But <laughs> you don't find that too realistic. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't see it happening. Uh, but I think that we can stop the legal immigration without building a wall, or at least uh, regulate it. Um, he, he's brash and he's harsh on some things that that I don't like. But that same personality is some of the things I do like about him. He's he says things that other people tiptoe around. That's him. I guess that's his personality. I don't know him, but it seems to be his personality that he says what he thinks, whether it's brash or not. And sometimes it's offensive and sometimes it's just realistic. Jen, do you think that immigrants who are here illegally should all be deported? That's maybe 11, 12 million people. No, I don't think they should be rounded up and deported. I think that if they've been living in the United States for a while and they've been just doing their best to be good citizens, earning a living, you know, not not being criminals or anything like that. I think they should be given some sort of a way to uh, have a to, to to become American or at least have a legal working status. You know, they definitely are going to owe us some back taxes. <laughs> that is not not Mr. Trump's policy, however. Yeah, I know. But yeah. uh, lastly, Jen, you mentioned that you don't like being associated with you. You're you're a reasonable person. You, you're tolerant. You don't like being associated with bigots and other people who may support Trump. How do you deal with that? I mean, if you go to a Trump rally, some of those people are there, right? Well, I haven't been to a Trump rally, but I, you know, I know a lot of people who are Trump supporters, and and they're not those type of people either. So, dealing with it, it's it's just normal for me. I don't. <laughs> I don't live in a very liberal area, so I don't I don't see a lot of never Trump protests and and that sort of thing. So it's easy to live that way. But you know, you hear, you hear I watch watch the news and listen to a lot of podcasts, and I, I feel like that there are people in the country that that lump a lot of Trump supporters in with that group of people, and uh, most of us aren't. Most of us just are just real world people just trying to survive financially. Uh, you you also mentioned that you like that he's because he's been self financing that he's not bought and paid for by industry, which is how you see some some of the other candidates other than Bernie Sanders you mentioned. But um, Trump's about to start raising money himself. 
he may be pay may pay himself back all that money which he lent to his campaign. Do you think that still he's going to be able to run for president and keep that independence that he gets from being a rich guy paying his own way? Yeah, I, I, I read a little bit about that. They think he needs to generate around a billion dollars to do that. That's a lot of money to ask anyone to come out of. I don't, I don't think he'll take on take any funding from anyone that he's not comfortable uh, being tied to. I don't think he'll get himself in a position where somebody owns him politically. Uh, but I, if he takes some donations because he needs it to keep up with uh keep up with Hillary then that's just what I have to do. And what what do you think when you see some of these senior figures in the Republican Party, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, Mitt Romney saying they can't in good conscience support Trump? What's your reaction to that? Well with with uh with Romney it's uh, just hypocritical. With I guess with Bush I can uh, I can see the Bush the Bush family kinda <laughs> still having their feelings hurt. I mean Trump's pretty <laughs> harsh on them so I can see them wanting to just ride it out for a little while, but uh, Romney's just hypocritical. And what about, what about Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, who says he's not ready to support Trump? Oh, he's just playing games right now, so he can get a little bit of, so he can make sure he gets some of his agenda and Trump's agenda. Just trying to use a little leverage is all. You might be, you might be exactly right about that. Is there, uh, is there anything more you want from Trump? I mean, is there any way Trump could lose your support, and is there anything he has to do to keep it between now and November? I think to keep it, he's just got to uh, focus on the economy, bringing jobs home, having a realistic plan to immigration, and uh, to, to you know, I, I plan on supporting him. And, and for him to lose my support, he'd have to, I don't know, I guess he'd have to go either really far right or really far left pretty consistently, which I'm, I consider myself a more moderate person. So we'll see. Jen Jennings is a Trump supporter and the vice president of Jennings Service Company in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Jan, thanks for joining me on the show. Okay, thanks. I enjoy your show. It's hilarious. Keep the skits going. <laughs> Thank you. That's it for today's episode of Trumpcast. The show is produced by Henry Malofsky and Jason DeLeon. Slate's executive producer is Steve Lichtai. Andy Bowers is our chief content officer. Special thanks to John Domenico, our voice of the Donald. I'm Jacob Weisberg. Thanks for listening to Trumpcast. Happy hashtag Cinco de Mayo. The best taco bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics.